There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Collins, Kappa, Karis, Hurst. Up in here, up in here. On a line we went all out. Up in here, up in here. Last year the line played a fool. Up in here, up in here. Now we gon' protect Joe Cool. Up in here, up in here. And welcome back to Pretty Simple. Welcome back to Fuck You, We We Like like the the Bengals. I'm your host, Alex Schubert. Sitting across from me, as always. Lloyd Johnson. Dude. We've uh we've had a hell of a couple weeks, man. Yeah, it's been uh it's been interesting. It's been yeah. a fun fun ride. Yeah, man. Uh, because I I went to Denver and I was gonna talk about that, and then just fucking the our, a lot of people's worlds got turned upside down by the slap heard around the world. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. uh definitely something of notice that has happened. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. Uh, I'll get into because I do want to get into that a little bit later, but I was gonna talk about Denver a little bit Go ahead. because um. I did Comedy Works again, That's awesome. and it, just an insane club. I posted an Instagram reel for the first time of like one of my stand-up clips. It's not only is it the first Instagram post I've ever had to get over two hundred likes, but it's also the first Instagram post I've ever had that got over three hundred likes. Nice, yeah. It just like it like randomly like regains traction, and yeah. that club just Comedy Works is just insane. Because the laugh, like I said, I've said this in the past, the laughs come right at you. Everyone's smushed in. It's super loud and it's everything you want in a club setting. It's just like go bananas. Yeah. That's, that's, I mean, you hear certain ones, especially if like, you listen to a lot of podcasts, hear a lot of comics talk. Oh, yeah. There's certain clubs that always come up and that's, that's definitely one of them. Oh, yeah. And I heard um, Skanks <laughs> for the Memories, one of my favorite albums of all time, was recorded. Actually, my favorite album of all time was recorded there. Yeah, that's a fucking. That's got to be in my top five. Easily. And yeah. you said you've listened to it. Like, I've said I've listened to it probably a few dozen times. You're like, no, I've listened to it like a hundred yeah, times. Yeah, I mean, easily since it came out. It's got to be a hundred fucking times. Every, so, like, every time I watch a tell, I like catch a new joke. They're like, I'm like, man, I never realized how funny this joke is. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the great things about a tell is. Even a recorded special, like, you know, I mean, you can watch one from a lot of comics and you just, you know, front to back what it, what's there. A tell, you'll watch it again and be like, oh, shit, I, I was laughing through this part. I didn't catch this part. Yeah. He had one <laughs> joke. I watched uh, his first uh, Letterman set from, like, 93. And he had a joke where he said, uh, I like to go to the sex shops and stuff like that. 
um, I like to buy a, when I go there, I like to buy two pairs of edible underwear because I'll end up eating one on the ride home. <laughs> yeah. It's the, such a good joke. Yeah. He's just a, uh, one of the funniest guys uh, ever. One of the funniest, one of the nicest. We've brought him up ad nauseum at this yeah, point. Yeah, I'm sure everyone here is like, yeah, we get it. We get it. You love a tell. I also saw Taylor Tomlinson this past weekend. Oh, yeah? She was at the uh, she was at the Taft Theater. It was uh, it was my 10-year comedy birthday, and I'm like, I wanted to just engorge myself in comedy. And I, I mean, I couldn't get off work, but I just wanted to do, I just wanted to be around comedy. And... You've seen Taylor, right? Yeah. She's uh so she's like a newer theater comic. Yeah. I feel like she still does comedy <laughs> as if she's still in a club. I think I think that's one of those skills that takes a long time to develop of doing like theater comedy well. Yeah. Cuz like uh like I saw Segura early early into him doing theaters. Okay. At uh, the uh, Taft or the Aronoff or I think it was Taft, I think. Okay. I can't remember for sure, but yeah, it was a while back, but uh, it, it he still had that like the timing wasn't exactly right for theater laughs. Like yeah, I was talking. Sense? I was talking to Tate about this. Like you have to like delay a little bit. Like you have to delay telling your next joke because you have to have the laughs come like from all the way back in the theater. They have to get to you, so it's like you have to wait for it to like die down at, like the perfect time. Yeah, because I'm so used to like the club rhythm where it's like. It'll burst, but then it'll just die within like, and I'm and I'm not saying this about my own act. I'm just, I'm literally saying like it'll die down quicker than it would be in a theater. Yeah, there's less people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like Taylor, like much to my, I don't know if I should be surprised about this or not. She sold that bitch out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She has a, a huge following, especially in like the like the college crowd. Yeah, the college like mo- like millennial Gen Z. Like she like I looked up. I was like god damn this is this is full. Yeah, yeah. She's uh she's a draw right now. She she really is. She's like she's got it nailed down and she was very funny. She was doing crowd work in a theater, which I was like I went with uh, a girl Tori who I can best describe as my question mark. <laughs> You, like you know what I mean, right? Yep. But I was talking to her afterwards. And I was like, I was, I didn't know how to feel about crowd work in a theater. <clears throat> That's a skill all its own. There's people who can do it flawlessly. Like I've yeah. seen Jeselnik do it, and it oh yeah, is perfect. Well, Jeselnik's been doing theaters for fucking years now. Right, but I'm just saying, like, um, like I've even seen Tosh kind of drop the ball on crowd work in the theater yeah does tosh still do theaters i mean i'm sure he does but like i mean i don't know if he's been doing much of anything yeah lately just because why would you he he I mean he had his career with i mean i used to love tosh i mean i, I still i still think he's yeah, great but he's he's one of he's one of the most fun joke writers he's he, i completely agree with that you know what i mean like he, he's got he he can write a joke that's tight, but it still has like a uh, I don't use the word whimsy often, but it like it still has like a fun element to it. Yes, <clears throat> like that one where he's like, "Ah, that's a joke for everybody." It went from pterodactyls <laughs> to fucking frames. That <laughs> yeah, like that joke is exactly what I'm talking. About. Like that's the fun. Yeah, <clears throat> and he has that joke nailed down, but it feels like 
he's just throwing shit in as it goes. Yes. <clears throat> Whereas Jesselnik, I've seen him do crowd work where you're like, does he know these people? Like, it's so clean. Yeah, that's what he, he's such a tight, he might be the most polished comic, like polished writer, comic. There's one dude that's, that knows what he's doing to an exact T. It's Jeselnik. Yeah, I mean, he might be the most concise joke writer. Yes. No if, no missed word. No fat on any joke. None. And you I, know exactly. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Exactly. I mean, he knows what he's doing, but nobody else does. Yeah, well, I mean, he's he's one of those guys like uh, uh, Jimmy Carr, like some some guys that have like that one line kind of yeah. Joke. But he's got it polished to that like katana shine, where you know the joke's gonna turn. Yeah, but you never you you almost never guess it before it does. Yeah. Like, that's hard to do Yeah, and with he, 200 jokes in a special. I feel like with – well, Jeselnik is a lot less because he spends, like, a lot of time on just one one-liner. And he manages to, like, build, like, two-minute, three-minute bits around a single one-liner. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> when I say 200, I mean, like, he whittles down from – like, I've heard him talk about where he's – He's like, you hear an hour. He's like, by the time I'm ready to, to record an hour, I want two under my belt. Okay. That I'm going to throw out there. And then out of those, you know, 200 jokes, you'll hear 100 of them. Like, that's where I got this number 200 <laughs> from with something he said. But yeah. Yeah, I know it's not actually 200 jokes on one of his specials, but just the way he whittles shit down like that of even after performing it forever, he'll listen to it. And watch himself on like a test run right before he films. Yeah. And do like two sets with both basically each hour of material and then pick the the sharpest ones out. That's yeah. That's got to be tough to do. Like, cause you, I imagine you fall in love with certain jokes that you have. Yeah. And I do that sometimes where I'm just like, man, I really, really want this joke to work. And it just, because it, it either made me laugh or it's very personal or, um, it it makes me laugh. It's super personal. It's something I really, really want to talk about, or it's a joke I really, really want to work. Like I have, I have a story about how I actually went on a date with a dude, and I wanted that story to work so bad. 
and I've tried to write it like seven or eight times, but it's just never, I've never been able to like fully make it work. And I'm just like, damn it, I might just have to cut ties with this. No, I think there's there's definitely something there. I've heard the bit, so. Oh, yeah. It's super fun. Um, but Lloyd, like you said, you know, um, we did talk about cutting fat earlier, didn't we? Yeah. You know what's really, really good for cutting fat? Greens. Athletic greens. Not just greens. Athletic greens. Like we said, tons of people take a multivitamin, and it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of athletic greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. Lloyd, adaptogens. Adaptogens, bro. Adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients helps to support gut health, the nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's lifestyle-friendly, adapting to a wide range of diets. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals, or artificial anything. Plus, it costs less than, Lloyd, $3 a day. That's cheap. That is very, very cheap, man. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during the cold and flu season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. Lloyd, that's it. That's easy. That is so, so damn easy. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health to make it uh, to make it easy. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership over your health. And pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Dude, we, we've been streaming a lot recently, haven't we? Yeah. I actually came up with a new nickname for Collarcast, our new sponsor. I'm going to call them Notify Green Room. I like it. Yeah. Is this one of those I like it because you're giving me the time of day or you like it because you no, like it? No, no, that's good. It's very fun. Uh, but Lloyd, we got to talk about Collarcast, man. Let's go. Let's do it. ColorCast is a live audio-only sports talk platform. I'm not going to giggle. I'm not going to giggle. That is free to download and use. You can talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. Dude. The realest. The realest time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. And you can even share your own experiences on the app. All you need to do is download the ColorCast app free. Hi, Lloyd. Hi. In the iOS app store. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the Sports Drink group. Follow us at FEWLT Bengals to be notified when the room goes live. We'll be going live on ColorCast at some time, some place. Uh, we'll figure it out. Come through with your spiciest takes. I read a lot of takes today. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. It was. Oh. It's literally the only. It's the only thing people talked about. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like even pick up my phone and look at it till like noon today. No, it was just like, and then all of a sudden it was, oh, okay, this happened, and <laughs> every single person, literally every single person, every single tweet, talked about Coda winning Best Picture. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's the only thing I saw. It's the only thing I saw. Uh, I mean, we can just overlook the Will Smith. Bitch slapping Chris Rock thing. That was, uh, God, that was, I was, 
I didn't even watch it last. I, I watched the Oscars last night, like part of it, but I didn't catch the punch live or the slap live. I saw like repeats of it. I saw the uncensored version first because I thought they had played the uncensored version on fucking ABC. Oh, they didn't? No, they didn't. Oh, okay. They had like a, uh, they had like a, they cut the sound because like there was a, a clip. It was like a foreign clip where they had Chris Rock saying, Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me, which by the way, I genuinely think, and I, I hate to get into this because everyone's fucking talking about it. He reacted perfectly in my opinion. Yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah, he's just like, he was too stunned to say anything else besides just thinking and pondering about how ridiculous the situation is. Well, I mean, even just the line of, oh, that just made television history. He knew immediately, like, oh, this is going to be a thing. Yeah. He has his, he has at least 20 minutes. 20 minutes 20 minutes written oh I, i'm sure i cannot wait for his and i like rock is one of the all-time great comics yeah I, anyone going hey that wasn't funny whatever also he, there's a whole bunch of people that write those yeah it wasn't rock that wrote that <laughs> yeah he's just given us you know a script and he does it and he just adds his personality to what what's written yeah and okay, like him taking ownership, like in his, like he put a little apology thing or whatever out, which cool. Yeah. Handled fine. <clears throat> but also, does this mean I get to just hit people when they say shit I don't like? <laughs> I know. Someone tweeted today, does this mean we've been able to smack Ricky Gervais this whole time? I think Ricky Gervais will swing back on you. Oh, yeah, he will. I'm just like Rock was so stunned, and people were saying it was staged. There's no. nothing about that looks staged. That little flinch that Chris Rock had, where he's, I was like, "Oh, he thought about hitting him." <laughs> if you look, and you're a fighter, dude. He balls his fist up, and that shoulder comes. So like, he thought about it for half a second. Yeah, I would too. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it would dude. just turn into a slap fight on TV. I, all right, so I'm gonna put it this way. Okay, Will Smith is gonna win that fight. I agree. He smelled, you know, he was an Ali. He spent yeah. a lot of time boxing, like learning how to actually punch. Yeah. Which, you know, you can tell he's being nice with the way he slapped him. Like if he had closed fisted that and turned his body into it, that would have been a problem. Yeah. They would have had to cut the commercial. <laughs> yeah, because Chris Rock might have went out. Yeah. But he's also, you know, a lot bigger. But yeah. Yeah. It, it, all around, it was watching it and seeing Will laugh at first. Yeah, and then Jada was just like, "Are you really laughing at this?" Like yeah. he, like Will laughed at first, yeah. and then Jada gave the biggest dank face. Yeah, she's like, I'm seen. gonna go fuck that August dude again. <laughs> Will wanted to get laid that night. Yeah, he uh, <laughs> he he wanted to be the one getting laid by Jada that night. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy that Osmond has to work to get laid. Hey, you know what? Props to her. She's doing yeah. I almost said something awful. Never mind. Who's who's gonna listen? Oh no, I was gonna say well, her bald ass. <laughs> He's still trying to get it. All right, good job, girl. <laughs> He's like, I want all a piece of that. <laughs> get me all up in a piece of that. Oh yeah, I want all a little piece of that. <laughs> I like it. Ah boy, it was dude. It was insane. It's like it might be one of the biggest live TV moments in history. Yeah, I'm saying then 
Like it overshined. Uh, I can't remember which one of the Williams sisters titty popping out. Uh, Venus. Yeah, I did see that. And people, I'm just like, I saw like someone was like, Venus Williams titties popped out. Why? Why aren't people talking about this? I was like, I don't care. I mean, boobs are fun, but I don't care. I mean, it it seemed like it should have been a bigger thing, but yeah, I guess they found the, the yeah. way to overshadow that. Yeah, it's like, hey, we had a titty pop out on TV. Can you punch Chris Rock? And he's like, yeah, I got you. No, I think I don't know if I've ever heard Will Smith curse until then. Yeah, I mean, props to Chris Rock. He got Will Smith to cuss more in fucking thirty seconds. He did his whole rap career. <laughs> yeah, I know. Will Smith don't cuss in his raps. Well, I do, so fuck him and fuck you, too. That's one of the best lines in rap history, in my opinion. It's definitely a fun one. It's so fun. But it's over now. The The big TV moment has happened. We're done talking about it. Except, oh, this is something I did want to bring up. Because a lot of it did lead to a debate about people like getting attacked on stage. Yeah. Like comics getting attacked on stage. I've never been attacked. I have been threatened. So as somebody who goes to a bunch of shows, I'm always that one. Like, I hope someone goes after the guy on stage because you're going to see me just <laughs> come out of the left side of camera view and just murk. Yeah, dude. Have you ever seen like anything like that? Um, there's a clip uh, at Go Bananas of Stan Hope arguing with somebody and that guy got up and I shot up out of my chair like, I fucking dare you sign <laughs> Like I don't know if that guy saw it. I literally thought Stanhope because he's a he seems like the kind of comic that like if you don't know what you're getting yourself into, he's gonna piss you off. Oh yeah, this dude was fucking mad and he got up and he's yelling or whatever. <clears throat> I remember shooting out of, up out of my chair and everybody around me being like, "Oh, this is gonna go bad." Like, <laughs> every, like I was there probably <clears throat> ten people I knew plus all the comics in the back of the room. Yeah, and I was sitting like at one of those. Round tables at the front. End oh, the of high that. tops. Yeah, at the front end of where you know the comics sit. Yeah, <clears throat> and I shot up out of my chair and was like two steps into it before I was like, "Hold on, he's done this a bunch of times. Let's see where it goes." <laughs> like, but that guy standing up and getting mad like that, I'm like, "Oh, I hope, I hope you go after Stanhope because <laughs> Stanhope will handle it like Stanhope." I mean, Stanhope is an absolute professional. He's been doing it for what thirty some odd years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, and he's been pissing people off the whole time. Yeah. He made, he made, I saw a clip of him in a towel, like where he made like a Terry Shivo joke. But, dude, he's been doing it for fucking years. Um, yeah, I, I did throw someone out of one of his shows at Go Bananas. Good. And uh, I saw, like, walking back in, like, Marty was in the booth and Mikey was standing in the hallway and they both kind of looking at me like, What's going on? I don't, like, and neither, I don't think either one of them were like mad at me for doing it. Both of them kind of looked at me like, you know, it's not your job at all. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, like I, uh, I was at the Funny Bone recently, which makes this is which is going to make sense for the story. But there were people right next to me who would not shut the fuck up. And I'm just like, and I'm trying to film Christian Grant, local comic, and I'm just like, guys, could you stop talking? Like, shush. Because there was a woman right next to me that was like, did this guy just shush me? I'm so bad when people are talking. I will, I'll like get up and walk over, like, shh. Yeah, that's what I did. Like, I'll hover over them and shh. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I don't have to look all the way up to where I'm at. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, you look intimidating. I don't. No, that's what I'm saying. It's, it, 
got to be way like a lot more intense for like you know for 40 year old women at a table at go bananas and they just can't keep it to themselves during the show and i just walk up like shh yeah and they look up like oh okay this is about to be a problem i it's like because like we're <clears throat> such comedy nerds that we don't we know how to be crowd members there are people that think that there are no rules when it comes to being a crowd member yeah or that they're helping the show no, no, it's okay. I'm helping the show. No, you're not. I know. You this guy are. has fucking worked this material to a point where it's, we paid money to see him. Yes. Or her. There was a comic at the, he had a great, I forget his name, couldn't tell you for the life of me, but he had a great line where he said like, heckler is basically paid money to tell jokes. Yeah. That's exactly what, that's exactly what that is. Poorly, by the way. Very I've never, poorly. I've, I've, I've never really seen a heckler like where you're like, oh, okay, that was really good. No, it's never good. <clears throat> Because like, the comic is, they've handled that shit for years. What are you gonna say? Uh, There's one time I I heckled Hannibal Burris, but because I knew he could do a a lot with what it was. I did that with John Doerr, and comics never let me down. <clears throat> yeah, he's talking about eating a penguin. He's like, I mean, if I'm certain there's ain't nobody here can get me penguin meat or knows whether or not it's okay to eat penguin meat or not. He just had this whole bit, and I just went, Yeah, I can. <laughs> and he went, What? How? He's like, what are you, a zookeeper or something? I went, yes. Precisely <laughs> that. He's like, man, we were right down the street. Let's walk up to the zoo now. And I just lifted up my keys like, let's go. <laughs> and he went on like a couple minutes and then he kind of gave me like a, you know, like a pointed at me and nodded. Yeah. <clears throat> Yet again, as soon as I did, I went, oh, God, I hate myself for doing this. I did that with John Doerr like forever ago. Have you seen John Doerr before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the funniest dudes out there. <clears throat> Dude, he did this whole thing. Uh, it was him and. It was Scoville? Fuck, uh, heavy, a real heavy set dude, uh, Canadian. John Panette? No, he has a, fuck, he uses something, initial something. Fuck, I can't think of the guy's name, but very, like, gruff sounding guy. Okay. <clears throat> and, uh, but they were together at a show, and it was, the, the Canadian back and forth was crushing the whole time. Yeah, that's what he does. And I, uh, I said a line about, and I was granted I was nineteen, immature. So, and I hate myself for this day because I brought up the fact that he had a canceled show or something like that, and I hate myself for doing it. He just, and he just laid on to me, and he murdered. Yeah, and it was it was perfect what he did. But would I take that back in a heartbeat? But, but not, dude. Uh, so, like I said, I have. Um, well, uh, I'll tell this story and then we'll get into some Bengals talk because a lot has happened for the Bengals and for me in a way. Um, I have been threatened after a show. If you're like, shoes, this because you tell edgy jokes all the time. You tell shitty offensive jokes. This is a one-time incident. One time this has happened. It was after I hosted for Bargazzi at Go Bananas. Have you heard? Have I told this story at all? No, but I believe I was there. Okay. Um... It was a Sunday show. It did not go well. And there was a couple talking whole show. Me, Luis J. Gomez, Nate Bargatze. Couple was talking the whole time. And I went up. I did my jokes. Didn't go great. But I had a joke about autism. I had, a, I had an old joke about like when I'm around a girl I like, my autism wears a cape. Yeah. Basically. And a woman took like super offense to that. And she, like, got offended on behalf of her nephew or something like that. 
and she's like, I, uh, someone should have come on stage and beaten your ass or something like that. And like, uh, you should, have, if you're going to like belittle autistic people like that, then you should take walks for autism. It was the most, <laughs> it was the most ridiculous shit ever. Like <clears throat> I walk it every day, lady. Yes, I do. <laughs> I do. And there was just a dude, I think they were just trying to go and fuck that night, but he just like, he put his arm around me in a way that like, he put his left arm around me, which you know as a fighter means like, if you make one wrong move, my my fist is going in your face. Yeah, that's that's a bouncer move. <sighs> that makes a whole lot of sense. But he did that. And he was just talking down to me. I'm just like, and he said some of those things. And then I remember Jeffers went up, just heard some of those those things. He just went, "Dude, shut up." Yeah, yeah. I remember. I was definitely there for that. Yeah, dude, it was the worst. <clears throat> And I just, that shook me in a way. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, it's got to be a lot to, to fucking deal with. Like, I was just, it was my first weekend. It was, <coughs> I was so excited to be there and then just fucking have a rough set. And that happens. I'm just like, God damn it. It, it stung for a little bit, but I was able to laugh about it later. And it's a story now. Yeah, yeah. And, like I've seen people handle it in different ways. Like uh, I remember somebody yelled something at Stopka at Go Bananas. Oh yeah, and he just was like, <laughs> like he just did like this <laughs> dumb laugh that was like he moved on from. It. He didn't address it other than like the dumb laugh, <laughs> but it was so like passive and insulting. That's the go color laugh. Yeah, but it was like. Yeah, he almost wanted to like have an applause break right there because the guy was like, "Oh, to beat your fucking ass," and he was just like, <laughs> "Like you could tell it was a little bit of him laughing and mocking the guy at the same time, and That's it was just perfect. it was perfect." And I was like, "Hold on, yep, yep." And then uh, DJ Dangler, I think it was. Oh, I love DJ. Yeah, I, another guy said something, and he was just like, "Yep, cool, man. All right, done. Let's go on. Let's yeah. move." Yeah, like just that kind of like. You could tell there's a little bit of nervousness in it, but it also was very like that same kind of like passive, like, all right, man, whatever. I remember Jeff Tate, my first year in the funniest person Cincinnati contest did not move on, but my first, the first ever contest show I, or no, it was the first show in 2013 that I went to and Jeff Tate was closing it out. And then you remember Mark Geiler at all? I remember the name for sure. I'm trying to think, I'm trying to put a face to it. He was a guy that sucked. And his brother was worse somehow. But he, uh, Jeff was talking about the ballads, like whether you're an amateur or professional. Then his brother from the back shouted, you're an amateur. <laughs> then got kicked off the stage. And as he, or no, he got kicked out of the showroom. But like he was like being forced out. And as he was being forced out, he goes, you suck Fred Durst's cock with your backwards hat. <laughs> Okay. He was just pissed off. I have no idea why. <clears throat> I, there's just people that are that. They just need that all the time. Yeah, they just need that validation of like, I'm better than this person. It's strange. Yeah. I don't know. And this is the last thing I'll say about it. I don't know personally how jokes piss people off. I don't either. It's always been one of those things where I just have to kind of accept that that's a thing that happens. I agree. It's so stupid. And maybe that's our autism brains fucking uniting to form like the 
where we just knock our heads together yeah, and then we're just not gonna understand this one. Nope. <laughs> it's, it's I've seen jokes that I watched somebody like uh at, at Truth Serum or whatever it was that just Colette, that was named Colette's show. <laughs> yeah. Like get mad at her over something and be like, if this bitch was a dude, like just in the back of the room talking shit and I'm like, I don't know anything she said that could have upset you. Like I was baffled as to what the guy was upset about. <clears throat> but he was uh, like seriously upset enough to where he's like if this bitch was a dude I'd, i'm like not nothing in her set was no upsetting at all nothing like, she says yeah I, I was that's where i realized like there's just some people who just are waiting to be mad yeah that's why stand-up is the hardest art form because there's people who don't take it seriously there's people who take it too seriously yeah you gotta you gotta deal with all sides of it and no one gives it the credit it's due no one. So, like, I talked to a girl on on the old hinge recently, where I told her I was seeing Taylor Tomlinson, and she's like, "Yeah, stand up comedy, stand up comedy shows are dumb." Cool. Don't need that kind of negativity in my life. None. I don't care how hot you are. You're so hot. But, and she's like, "I was like, what do you do?" And she's like, "What do you like? Do you laugh? Do you what do you do?" And she's like, "I work for FC Cincinnati." I'm like, "Well, that's ironic." <laughs> and it's like you hate live comedy, but you work for a comedy show. <laughs> yeah, your job is a joke. Yeah, it for real is. Speaking of, uh, but yeah, that was a that was a fun little riff sesh. Uh, yeah. We got some Bengals stuff to talk about. Let's do this. We have a lot to talk about. Yeah. We uh uh what, what's the term again? Free um agency agency. Yeah, it's a new one for us. Well, not necessarily. We've had a couple years to adjust to it. Free agency, free agency. Uh, the Bengals made some pretty, pretty good moves. The first big one that I remember seeing was Alex Kappa yeah. from the Bucks. He got a three- or four-year deal. Let's see here on uh, on the old sporttrack.com. He got a four-year, $35 million deal with a nine-year signing – or a $9 million – nine-year – wow. With a <laughs> – Late night last night, uh, with a nine million dollars signing bonus, average salary of eight and three quarters of a million dollars, eleven million guaranteed, dude. Oh, it's it's backloaded too. <clears throat> yeah, it's they, uh, they did very smart deals. They I'll did. Give them that. And also, I want to point out something before we get into all this. Okay. The most underrated person on the Bengals staff is Duke Tobin. Yeah, that dude scouts players. Before they hit the league, while they're in the league, like dude knows everything. That guy is so dialed into what he does that if you're thrilled with how the Bengals are doing right now, you need to know like that dude is a big, big part of how that works. Yeah, he's like he's the mastermind behind everything. Him and the and the couple Blackburns are the masterminds behind this. Well, like when you have uh, you know, basically the whole Patriots staff being like, oh, Duke. Scouted him. Okay, we'll give him a like Rex Burghead. Rex Burghead was put on their board because of Duke talking about him. Yeah, like there's people in the Patriots organization that have flat out said like, if there was a way to lure Duke Tobin away, they would do it. Yeah, and you've said that ad nauseum. Yeah, yeah. I just again looking at like he had everyone who was coming up in free agency graded and everything. No one asked him to do that. No, that's just a guy doing his homework. But that's just what he does, where he came in and went, hey, here's things, here's where you're, 
you know, this is how far we're willing to go for this, that like he had it all planned and laid out before free agency even started. Yeah. And it's also a lot easier to do nowadays because of like PFF scores. And I mean, that dude's got a platinum subscription. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just, I'm always impressed and I'm always surprised that he doesn't get a little more credit. He's, he's the GM. It's like Mike Brown's like the de facto GM. Tobin's the guy. Like even, you know, Katie Blackburn, like she's doing great, but also he's, he's in front of every deal she makes. He's yeah in her ear on anything that's done. Yes. Like, uh, like we were talking last time, like, man, Ryan Jensen can come to, uh, could come to the Bengals and then literally on air, we found out Brady unretired. Yeah. Yeah. That was... And then Jensen re-signed soon after. Well, we got Jensen's right hand dude on a four year contract. Yeah, it's you know, I mean, back loaded. Kappa might be the better pick out of the two for what we needed. And he's also like, and I hate to use this term, but like he's a good value signing. Well, yeah, I mean, like I knew Kappa's name because of him trying to play with a broken leg. Yeah. I remember when that was happening. He's like, yeah, the backup was hurt, too. He's like, I'm fine. They're like, your ankle's broke. He's like, it, I can do it. Just tape just it up. Just tape it up. I'm, I'll be good. We'll we'll work it out after the game. Like, I remember them, like, talking about it on air, like, this guy's trying to get back in the game with a broken ankle. And he's just like, whatever. Yeah, that's – you can't buy that. No. It's like with Burrow. Like, you can't – there's things that you can't coach. There's things that you can't buy. It's like a player's mental toughness is priceless. Not to mention just a huge fucking dude. <laughs> that's a really yeah, good yeah. shit. Like, Massive dude. Huge dude that can do shit most of us can't, so – uh, I'm only going to say this for me, but he talks, and if you're a Reds fan, you'll know, he talks exactly like Trevor Bauer. I wanted to get that off my chest. Anyway, it was the Gold Star Chili video. Like, this dude talks a lot like a pitcher that, that got canceled for being uh, being a little too rough in the bed, but uh, <laughs> it was a lot. But that was a, a great signing we had. Another one we had soon after was Ted Karras. Which I think is an underrated one as far as what the attention it's got. You're basically well. It's also it's been overshadowed by the the other offensive lineman signing, which we will for sure get to because that's like the one that excited the fans the most. Uh, you're basically replacing Trey Hopkins with. I mean, Trey Hopkins. He he had his time in place, but he just seemed to kind of fall off. And I think he never healed all the way. No, I, I agree. think he should have just taken that whole year and just gotten healthy. Yeah. I agree, man. And uh, Ted Karras, a uh, three-year, eighteen million dollar deal with a three, uh, with a three-year, uh, a three. God damn it! With a three million dollar signing bonus, average salary of six million. Uh, again, back loaded, where it's a uh, one point six mil in twenty twenty two, four million in twenty three, and five point eight million in twenty four, and then he becomes an he becomes a UFA. In 2025, um, I don't, I don't, I didn't know too much about Ted Karras other than the fact that he's just a solid veteran. <clears throat> what do you, what do you know about him? Um, I know Belichick and Brady loved him. Yeah, um, running backs were one of like one of the surprising groups that after that signing you saw like tweets from people. There's a handful of different running backs. Were like that's the guy. Like that's <laughs> yeah. And Mixon's got to be fucking pissing rainbows right oh, now. Dude. He's getting fed. Mixon. <laughs> I know. Mixon seems like 
Mixon seems like the running back who just hasn't lost a step because he's been the workhorse since he's been in the league. Yeah, yeah. This is this will be his sixth year in the league. Has not lost a step. Not at all. And I think, like I said, with with everything they've done this year and how much the Bengals tend to run off that right side. Oh yeah. He's he's his smile hasn't left his fucking face for weeks. I know. And especially since they literally signed three guys who could literally take the right side of the line where they had fucking Trey Hopkins insert lineman here, whether it was a Denigy or um fucking Carmen at times or Riley Reef, who was okay when he was healthy. He did he did good when he was yeah, healthy. He was good when he was healthy. But he just he couldn't stay healthy. He's an older guy and <laughs> He did what he could, but just he just couldn't stay healthy, and it's a shame. I mean, honestly, if they signed him again as a back, like to play backup in there, as long as it was for a reasonable amount, cool. I don't think Riley Reef wants to be a backup. I know, but I bet she also looks at the possibility of getting a fucking ring and goes, "Yeah, all right." Yeah, because okay, um, that was the Bengals' one big weakness going into 2022 was their offensive line. Uh, Riley Reef has not been signed by anyone yet. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. If it gets down to it and they can re-sign him for something cheap. A one-year ditty. Just yeah, yeah. a one-year deal. I think they did, like, a cap and shit, which they made a lot, they made some, like, like, they released Trey Waynes, which, dude, only, like, in two years for a 3 or $42 million deal, he played 243 snaps. Yeah. That's, that's not- insane. That's over a hundred thousand dollars a snap, if I'm not mistaken. It's ridiculous. It's it's absurd what he got paid for what he played. It sucks because the dude like was a decent corner with Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. He could have been great with the Bengals. He just was constantly hurt. It's not that he underperformed. He was just constantly hurt. Yeah, which yeah, you know, that's part of that's part of playing is not not he, doing shit that gets you hurt. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't really stay healthy, man. Um, but I think we need, we do need to focus on health here at Fuck You, We Like the Bengals. Is there a way that we can do that? Greens, bro. Greens. What kind of greens, Lloyd? What kind of greens, Alex? Would you say these are unathletic greens? No. No. What kind of Alex, greens? Athletic greens. Athletic greens, man. Athletic greens. Tons of people take a multivitamin, and it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. Lloyd! Adaptogens! Adaptogens! To help start your day right. I love how I just went like right back into the monotone read after that. This special blend of ingredients helps to support gut health, the nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's lifestyle-friendly, adapting to a wide range of diets. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals, or artificial anything. Plus, it costs less than $3 per day. That's cheap. It's so cheap, man. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. 
To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. To take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. <clears throat> and dude, a lot of people like a lot of people talked about Trey Wayne's. They wanted him gone. I think there was like a live audio only sports talk platform that's free to download and use where you can talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about how much you just didn't like the Trey Wayne's contract. Yeah. Is there like an audio only sports talk platform that's free to download and use where you can talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time? Not a five green room. Not a five green room. I, uh, we're going to, well, I, let's brainstorm a name. How about color cast? I like it. I like color cast as well. Colorcast is a live audio only sports talk platform that is free to download and to use where you can talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. The realest time. It is perfect for watch parties, debates, post game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. And you can even share your own experiences on the app. All you need to do is download the Colorcast app free in the iOS App Store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the sports drink group. Follow us at F-U-W-L-T Bengals to be notified when the room goes live. We will figure it out. Come by with your spicy tags. Spicy. Spicy tags. <laughs> that was not worth it. That was, uh, it, was, it was mildly uncomfortable to watch. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> no. Um, there are some things that we do hope are worth it. Like, uh, like we talked about the Ted Karras signing. We talked about the Alex Kappa signing. There's one more guy we signed for Hayden, the line. Hayden Fuck. Oh. No, no, there's one more guy for the line okay. we signed. I, was like, I, I thought you were going somewhere. Lel Collins. Yeah. Dude. Dude. If he plays up to his potential, Mixon's about to be a he's gonna make a Hall of Fame year. Like, yeah, dude. <clears throat> that dude has so much upside. It's insane. Do you remember his draft story at all? A little bit. Like I remember there was like a lot of controversy around him. I know he's done some. He was supposed to be a first round pick. Yeah, I know he's done some like real bonehead shit. So he has. Um, I forget the whole story, but from what I remember, he was supposed to be a first round pick. Then he was an invest. He was involved in an investigation. I don't know if it was assault. I don't know if it was murder, but <laughs> it was. Man, the two big degrees of things. But he was like being questioned, and because of that, he felt completely. Out of the draft. He was yeah, not yeah. drafted. Yeah, yeah. He was undrafted free agent. Or, yeah. Yeah. He was picked up by the Cowboys and he just ended up he was a he was a guy from Holes Room. Um, which I don't <clears> care <throat> if you come from LSU, if you're good, you're good. Yeah. But he was just he was a tank for that line. He helped Zeke be more than the average back he is. <laughs> I like it. He's fine. Um but dude Collins like he literally said, like, he wants to be Joe's bodyguard. Yeah, and here's the thing. I like, out of the options they had, there were a couple of guys that were much more of a pass-blocking tackle. Like Armstead, would you say? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. He's much more of, like, a pass-blocker than a run-blocker. Yes. We don't need you to be that perfect of a pass-blocker. Joe's shown he can throw it quick if he needs to. Under pressure, because the line <clears throat> was trash last year. Yeah, but... He's not bad as a pass blocker. He's just much more <clears throat> specialized as a run blocker. Because he has that fucking big dick energy. He's a he's a mauler. Yeah, and he's, also, he's got he's got like push like a D lineman. 
Yeah, he like offensive linemen want do they. I've repeatedly heard that offensive linemen prefer run blocking to pass blocking because you Absolutely. get to maul people over. Also, I mean, just as a fun little side, like he used to do foot races with fans. Really? Yeah, like in the parking lot and shit after like games in Dallas. Oh, that rules. He'd play a whole fucking game and then just go out and like when he's signing stuff like kids in high school and whatever, he would have foot races with him. That Because he's this giant fucking dude and he moves quick. Yeah. He's an agile dude. He's everything you want in a mauler. But I, if you look at just highlights of what he's done in his career, him running halfway down the field and just fucking murking somebody. It's the rules. It's, it's, uh, he's a fun guy to watch. He's a fun lineman to have. Yeah, and that's because like we the Bengals, a lot of fans don't, they want the flashy signing. And Collins was a guy that, like, he's a guy that not only plays well, but you can get excited about. Because he does that highlight real shit, not only does he do his job, like, when, when he succeeds, we hope it pans out. I think I think it'll I think it'll do I think he'll be fine. Very high floor in my yeah, opinion. Yeah. But it'll do not only does he do his job, but he does it well and he does it in an exciting fashion. And he seems to really enjoy it. Yeah. It's insane how much the how much cap space the Cowboys had to cut this year. They did literally they gave Amari Cooper to the Browns. Yeah. It's Just, insane. There you go. One of the better receivers in the league for fucking god knows what. Nothing, and then now they had they had to get rid of Lael Collins, who um, who can be an absolute stud. You think he's going to play right? He's probably going to play right tackle. You'd have to imagine, yeah, yeah. So the line going into next year is very solid, as of now, as it stands right now. It's Jonah Williams, Quentin Spain, Ted Karras, um, Alex Kappa, Lael Collins. I'm not complaining. Not at all. Not even a little bit. And like I said. Too much last year. The Bengals needed to be the sorority girl at the bar with her dad's credit card when it comes to spending on the line. And they finally did it. Well, they did it, but they also did it. The three people they signed are less than what Armstead well, Yeah, I was about to say that. Like, Armstead's contract was like, it was five years, $75 million, And Armstead's a left tackle, right? Yeah, left or right, yeah. Because, like, if he's a left tackle, that's not even to his blind side. Yeah. Yeah, they paid $75 million. If he's a left tackle... They paid $75 million to have a guy protect Tua's visible side. <clears throat> What's it, it'll, it'll depend on where they put him. but Yeah. They, I, I, I'm not sure about the – I haven't looked too much into the Browns but, or into, in, into the Dolphins. But they seem to get just – I mean, they only traded five draft picks for Tyreek Hill. Five. But <clears throat> that is a good – fit for what they need i agree a hundred percent so i see them i see the point or i see the them putting that effort and and value into into getting a guy like that but you gotta hope that Tua can do it or here's why i like tyreek for Tua tongue Tua, i don't see him as a guy that has a ton of arm strength but if there's one guy in the NFL who is a yards after the catch machine, it's Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Dude, definitely. there's no one better that just zigzags down the field, gives the peace sign every time he scores. There's no one better at it than him. He's that fucking quick. Yeah, I mean, 
I hope that they. I you say can, I hope, but I don't think Tyreek's the best route runner. So I, I, I worry that like the timing is going to be a hard thing for them to develop. Yeah. Like I see a lot of, especially early <clears> in the <throat> season, a lot of like just missed. Yeah. Passes, if that makes sense. I mean, like, um, <clears throat> it's kind of like Jermaine Gresham his first couple of years. Okay. He was decent at certain types of routes, but like crossing crossing over. What it, it seemed like he was always just a little off of where he's supposed to be. I feel like Tyreek does that on everything except for that go route. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because it seems like every time like Patrick Mahomes like th- threw a cross through a crossing throw to Tyreek, it was just like him just then completely across his body, him having to completely readjust because Tyreek's supposed to be on one side of the field and he turns out he's on the other side of the field just trying to get open. Yeah, or he just runs the route too fast, which can be a problem as well. Yeah. That's why I'm not a fan of like every time a receiver has a 40 time that's just like under 4.35, I'm worried. I'm like, yes, you're fast, but are you a one-trick pony? Yeah, I mean, and there's guys that have and haven't, and there's other guys that they play faster than they, you know, run at the combine, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> it's all getting – it's all that, that early parts of camp getting things to fit. Yeah. It's <clears throat> like John Ross didn't fit here. No. He could have fit other places. Um, I get why they got him. I get they the w- upside – I don't know that he could adjust to the kind of offense he was the the amount of stuff he would be asked to do here. Uh, I think he would have been a great chief. Yeah, I, I, I like you could have put him on Patriots. You could have put him on I Saints, don't like ag- somewhere where they always have one person that can always do that go route. I'm not saying yeah. he would have been their like number one guy, <clears throat> but offenses that always kind of have like that bailout go route built into how they do things. Uh, Seattle. Yeah. San Francisco. Like there's, there's kind of that West coast offense. Cleveland in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Cleveland does a lot of like that West coast. Like, yeah. One side. They have build. Donovan people's Jones do that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's guys that don't naturally fit a scheme, but find a place to make it work. Like Devin yeah. Hester. Yeah. As a receiver, he didn't fit. Cordero Patterson. Right. Um, what was uh, the punt returner for Cleveland for a while? Josh Cribbs. Yeah, yeah. He didn't fit the way their receiving <laughs> core worked. No. Jacoby but, Jones. Um, Golden Tate. What was, was that? Yeah, Golden Tate. Again, one of those dudes who just wasn't being used correctly. Because they didn't have a spot for him. And then all of a sudden they become this, you know, special teams monster. Yeah. That's what Cordero Patterson was. Yeah, yeah. But what was I going to say? Had it and I lost it. Okay, this is what I was going to say. It's like I worry about drafting your go-route receiver ninth overall. Because that's a guy you you draft maybe second round at the earliest. I'm not. I don't want to bank a ninth overall pick. I mean, in retrospect, obviously, but I don't want to bank. I don't want to. <clears throat> I don't want to pull a Raiders, where you bank a ninth overall pick 
on a on a receiver just because he has a fast forty time. Kind of like the Bengals with picking a receiver in that one spot. Well, they they did that last year and it panned out. Yeah. Well, the difference between Chase and Ross was that I know Chase can do everything. Right. What I'm saying is that was also part of the way I was looking at it when I was like, eh, like iffy on whether or not to pick Chase. Yeah. I was iffy on it too. Yeah. It panned out. I I'll, I will eat my words. I will too. I also will maintain that I think Pitts would have been. Just as good. Unbelievable in, in the Bengals' offense. And I believe Sewell would have been good. That's one thing that I maintained, whether the Bengals drafted Chase, Sewell, Pitts, whatever. I knew that all three of those players would be pre- productive NFL players. Yeah. Granted, Chase had the best year out of all of them. By a mile. By a mile. I mean, Pitts – well, the thing with Pitts, though, is that like, he's now like the only guy in that offense. Like one of the only guys in that offense. Also, yeah, they, you know, they they drafted a, a, a pass catching tight end that they went halfway, like you know, third game of the season. Like, hey man, you're gonna have to block a lot. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna get no targets. Yeah, for most and, of the game. And he still ended up being like, I, I don't. Did he break a thousand yards? I don't think he. I don't know. I honestly don't remember, but I know that. What he could have been versus what he ended up being isn't on him. Yeah, let's see here. He, damn it. Oh, here we go. Kyle Pitts stats. He did break a thousand okay. yards. A thousand twenty-six. Okay, I was gonna say if he did, it couldn't have been by much. No, like, not at all. But what he could accomplish versus what he did accomplish, it's not on him not living up to the hype. It's there's he all of a no sudden one... had to do a whole other thing. Yeah. It's very, you know, Drew Sample-ish, in the, <clears throat> to put it in terms that everyone here. Yes, he's still a way better pass-catching yes. tight end. But he was asked to do a lot more blocking than I think anyone planned initially. Yeah. The guys that got hurt for the for Atlanta and the... the <clears throat> and the guys that took the mental health breaks, Calvin Ridley. But, yeah, I mean, all of the things concerned... He ended up playing more roles than I think anyone expected him to. Yeah. And even in that, he did okay. Yeah, he they got their money's worth with the fourth overall pick. Like, um, they drafted AJ Terrell, uh, like in, with their first round pick. I believe in no, it was in twenty twenty. He was their first round pick in twenty twenty. The Falcons' defense is still not good. Yeah, that's. But Terrell <sighs> is like one of the top corners in the game. Absolutely. Yeah. Like he's like I saw this like the top ten cornerbacks in the league. He's like number two. I mean, he's definitely got to be in that. He's very. Uh, what's the guy they were talking about us possibly getting from? Uh, uh, oh, Stephon Gilmore. No, from New England. C.J. Jackson. Oh, J.C. Jackson. J.C. Jackson. Uh, the uh, Chargers got him. <clears throat> I think those guys are very similar. Yeah. And, but I think Terrell has a little bit more physical ability. Okay. Does that make sense? I yeah. think they play similar. I haven't seen too much of Terrell. I just know that like, he consistently gets rated like one of the top corners. Their D-line, like TJ Watt had more sacks than that entire team. Yeah. That's a stat that blows my mind. But that's that's trying to build a certain kind of defense when you don't. It's like you have pieces, but they're just 
like the Falcons aren't even close. Yeah. Like it's they, almost like they have one part of their defense built at all times. It's like the Lions in a way. And it's a frequent <clears throat> thing that the I'm gonna get this off my chest. It's a frequent thing that the Bengals say about Bengals fans say about Panay Sewell. It's like, well, Sewell's on the team, but the Lions are still trash. I'm like, yeah, have you seen the rest of their team? Yeah, I mean, and just the, the decisions that are made are weird. Yeah. They, I mean, granted, they have a lot of first-round picks that they got for Stafford, but Goff is not a friend. They just got hard knocks. Did you see that? No, but doesn't surprise me. Yeah. I mean, they they have they have a good running back in DeAndre Swift. They have a good receiver in Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah, I mean, he's a fucking mummy. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Mummies are scary. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, there's just, like, no pieces on that team. They had a third overall pick in 2020 that has barely played. Yeah. Uh, you know who I would <clears throat> compare the the way the Falcons have been doing their defense? Chicago. Yeah. They build uh, one part at a time and get one part really fucking good. They, like, they'll have a dope secondary, but then all of a sudden their linebacking core in line will be trash. And, and this is even with Chicago mm-hmm. having had Khalil Mack for a few years. Right. But that's what I'm saying. Like Their linebacking core went up, but their secondary went to shit. It, yeah. Like, you know I mean, it's always like one piece is built well. Someone said that on about the Bears, they're like, our glamour position is linebacker. Yeah. That's, but, you know, you're, you're talking about a team that fucking lived off of Urlacher and, and, and Lance Briggs and, yeah, yeah. and fucking Singletary for years. And yeah, just because you have like this part or that part, you got to, you got to develop all of the it. whole thing. And that's what the, wow, great segue, Shoops. That's what the Bengals did. I mean, they have, they have, they franchise tagged Bates. They have Logan Wilson. They have Trey Hendrickson. They have Hubbard. They have um, Von Bell. Yeah, and what's uh, what's the other linebacker? Um, his name escapes me. Yeah, but like re-signing him, good. Yeah, when he played, he shined. He did great. He was what they thought he was. Oh, Jermaine Pratt. No, no, no. Uh, guy who came in and filled in for Wilson. Fuck me. God, uh, Jordan Evans? No. Fuck me. God damn it. I can't think of his name. Kind of looks like Logan Wilson. Um, fuck. I don't know. Uh, we can move on, though. I mean, the hey. Bengals did tag Bates. You got to hope that they use this um, as an opportunity to um, negotiate a deal. It's concerning to me right now because the Bengals have a lot of people that need to get paid. Yeah. It's like they're going to have to pay T. Higgins. They're going to have to pay Jamar Chase. There's like some quarterback that needs to get paid too. I don't yeah, know. Whatever that guy's name is. Yeah, who knows? They need Shiesty to, fella. Yeah. I don't like that Joe Shiesty nickname. Fuck off. Um, <laughs> you don't like it? <clears throat> nah. Um, They got to pay Logan Wilson. They got to pay... Jonah Williams. Yeah. There's so many dudes that need to get paid. Yeah. And you're gonna and some and Josh Isles brought this up. Shout out, my dude. Um, he's like, you're gonna have to cut ties to someone. Yeah, there's there's a couple people that are gonna have to they're gonna have to go somewhere else. And honestly, you know who I hate to say <coughs> that dude is gonna have to be at some point? Tyler Boyd. Yeah, I, well Boyd might stay for some of the things he said, if if they can come to a deal it's something close. Yeah. I think he would stay. Yeah. But I'm almost more worried about Higgins. Really? 
Well, I mean, just because so many people have seen him shine. Yeah. Does that mean? I mean, that makes more sense. Like he's had the like. Chase has like Chase was the clear front runner on that receiver core last year. Higgins also had his standout games. Yeah, I mean, but I think as a Bengals fan, you know how good Tyler Boyd is, but on the national like view of things, I think T. Higgins is seen as much more valuable because he's that aj green type where he's just like he's the do everything guy he can go to the middle of the field and catch it he can catch it 30 40 yards downfield he can he can catch a screen he can do anything and he's huge fast and got good hands yeah that's everything you want in a receiver the fact that the packers drafted jordan love over t higgins Uh, absurd insanity they they drafted they they traded up to grab a quarterback that threw 18 picks in college yeah, in the Mountain West. It's, you know. It is what it is. But there's a lot of guys you're going to have to pay. And they did pay one more guy that we, um, I really want to get to this guy. Because a lot happened with this guy. Yeah. For me, too. Yeah. Hayden Hurst. Dude, love it. Dude, not like, I'll, I'll get to it in a little bit. But, like, he's a solid football player. <laughs> he They kind of put pits in front of him. Uh, in Atlanta, he was a good player in, in Baltimore for years. <laughs> I just don't think he has truly played in a passing offense yet. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, I don't think he's gotten a chance to play. Yeah, how he should, and the chance to truly shine where he can—he's the guy. He's—he is a Uzama type. I think he's a, a better. Yeah, like, he's a, he's a better and cheaper and younger CJ Uzama. Yeah, not by much, but like still. But he's a better. I mean, granted, you are going to miss the locker room leadership, the veteran presence, the guy that's been around since 2015. But you can't, I mean, you can't justify, I hate to say this, you can't justify paying CJ Uzama $8 mil a year. No. Especially considering when you're going to have to pay guys like Jonah Williams, T. Burrow, Higgins, or wow, why, why did I say T. Higgins twice? You're going to have to pay Jamar Chase. You're going to have to – I mean, Chase is going to get a monster contract. Yeah, it's going to be – I mean, we really kind of have to hope that some of the guys don't go for as big of a contract as they deserve. I am <clears throat> hopeful but not optimistic that Burrow has the Brady mentality. Where yeah, he's like, build around me. It's going to be hard to justify him not being paid. A lot, especially with like the Aaron Roger deal, and <clears throat> which I'm sure is going to show up as one of the all time just like backfires. Well, yeah, because it they they now have to pay him like what fifty million a year. Yeah, that's bonkers. And they lost Marquez Valdez Scantling. They lost Devontae Adams. Yeah, who now Derek Carr's got it. I have a real hot take about the AFC West. And I had a lot of people disagree with me, and I want your take. All right. When Devontae Adams signed with the Raiders, Russell Wilson became the worst quarterback in that division. I think it depends on what happens with the draft. Yeah. Like, the Broncos have a few spots that if they fill well... It could be game changing for them if they don't fill those spots well in the draft. Then yeah, I agree. Um, well, because the thing with the Broncos is that 
we went on a tangent there. But the thing with the Broncos is they have receivers. They have a receiver core who have not seen a good quarterback. Right. They've only seen – I mean, Teddy's fine, whatever. Like, they haven't seen a – and I'm not – when I say Russell Wilson's the worst quarterback in the division, that is more of, like – you're going against Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and yes, Derek Carr. Yeah, I think with the team around him, yeah, I, I completely see what you're saying. I completely see where you're going. <clears throat> He's got the most uphill battle to fight to be in the top of that heap. Yeah. So if they can fill spots in Denver that 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 work, if they can if they can make that pocket clean if they can have a running game that works. And they have two running backs in Javante uh, Williams and Melvin Gordon. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying if they can make the running game work the way it should be working. Like, that division's silly. Yeah, it's... <laughs> the AFC in general. Yeah, it's... It's it's bananas that... What NFC teams are going to... It's like, who's the best quarterback in the NFC? Brady? Brady, yeah, probably, probably. But after that, it's just like Rodgers, he's going to take a step back now that he's lost Devontae. And Alan Lazard is not a number one receiver. I don't think so either. Not even a little bit. I don't even think he's a number two. I agree. If the Bengals put him on there, he'd be be replaced Auden Tate. Yeah, which shout out Auden Tate for the years of service. Good luck with the Falcons. Yeah, glad you got some money out of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he, I think he could fit fine in that. They signed fucking Mariota. I forgot yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't care, <laughs> to be honest. He's, it's whatever. He's going to be a stop. He's going to be a gap quarterback. If they, I feel like because Malik Willis is seems to be the consensus top quarterback in the draft. Right. I feel like the team that it's n- not a sure thing. Who's going to draft him? Yeah, yeah. I feel like we could see a trade up. We could see a Justin Fields type situation where, like, the team that trades up for him is going to come out of nowhere. <clears throat> I agree. It's going to be this draft is going to be an interesting one to watch, especially with the quarterbacks. Here's a fun take. Go for it. <clears throat> Baker Mayfield to Seattle. Don't hate it. Don't they, hate they it. They got the room to pay the 18 mil. Yeah. Don't hate it at all. They have him and Drew Locke compete for the fucking spot. D- Man, that would be a, uh, no, I think Baker's a better quarterback than Drew Locke. I agree. That's what I'm saying. But like. Make them compete. Yeah. Force it on like, hey, who's going to do this? Also, I think the receiver core in Seattle is better than the receiver core in Denver. I agree. Because like the, the, the top guys are like Lockett, Metcalf. Who gives a shit after? Yeah, I, I I'm just saying as far as like landing spots for him that would make sense is if Seattle doesn't get what they want in the draft because I can't imagine they're just banking on Drew. No, they're not. So if they don't get whatever it is they want out of the draft, then maybe Baker's not the worst idea. I think Pete Carroll's going to want a quarterback because <laughs> there's no way that Pete Carroll is going to be comfortable with Drew Locke in that system. I, yeah, I can't see it. Especially since Pete Carroll's been in the league for so long. If Locke, because like hypothetically, if Seattle goes into 2022 with Locke as their quarterback, Carroll's been around for a while. 
Yeah. In that NFC West, <clears throat> Pete Carroll's going to want to compete. I mean, he's this is obvious. Every NFL coach wants to compete. Pete Carroll especially. Yeah, I think he sees the end of his time. Yeah. <clears throat> approaching quick. Father time is knocking on his door. So, yeah, he's I don't know. Go- he's good. Thought I had earlier today when I was, you know, flipping through a handful of things on YouTube or whatever, and I was just like, "What? If, what if Baker went over there? Like, that doesn't that doesn't not make sense at all. Like, if it gave him a year or two to find the right guy to replace him, I don't think it's a terrible fit. No, and I'm not overwhelmed by the quarterback class this year. Not at all. It's like Kenny Pickett. Uh, he's the <clears throat> most NFL ready quarterback, which is code word for whitest quarterback. <laughs> Kind of, yeah. I'm not wrong. Because every and then I'm like, Kenny Pickett's just like prototypical. Pocket passer. Run of the mill, Mac Jones-like pocket passer, does his job. He's going to be an average quarterback. Yeah. Um, I'm a diehard UC fan. I'm not convinced Desmond Ritter's a starter. I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> I think he's one of those dudes who has the potential. Yeah. He might. He could surprise me. But he might show up in the NFL and, you know, rise to the competition, rise to the level. Who knows? And I have, I have no idea. Or he could be a Brady Quinn. Very good. Very good take. Someone compared Ritter to Mariota. I don't know. I was never sold on Mariota as much. So Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, man, we forgot to talk about Hurst a lot. Yeah, yeah. He uh, got signed to a, uh, looks like a one-year, <laughs> fuck! Um, one-year, $2 million deal. Uh, no, one-year, $3.5 million deal, $2 million signing bonus. Uh, average salary of $3.5 million, $2 million guaranteed. Just, just a $2 million signing bonus. I like the signing, and... Can I say it? Go for it. I, I love what happened with the foundation, man. Absolutely. That was just, it was super cool what happened. And I actually have something interesting that, that came up yesterday about that. But shout out to Bengals fans for donating a shit ton of money to his foundation. And I literally, because I, I came up with the idea of like fans donating 513. Yeah. And I'm just, it was just in the group chat one day for Who Day Nation. Love y'all. Shout out. And I'm just like, I'll post about it, see where it goes. And a few people did it. But then I had like, there was a post that happened and I commented it. And then people were like, this idea, <clears throat> this idea needs to like gain traction. And yeah, like yeah. more people did it than like a couple other people posted. And one post just got fucked. It, it wasn't my meme, it was by another dude, but it just got fucking huge. And then people were just like, I donate, I donate, I donate, I donate. <clears throat> and it just turned into like this huge fucking thing. Absolutely. It was fantastic to watch. Yeah. And then, like, I was at my DJ girl gig. It was on Wednesday. It was at Blue Beer Day where I DJed for 18 hours. Gross. I know. It was fun. I was very tired at the end. But I saw the tweet from the Hayden Hurst Foundation and even Hayden Hurst himself. And I was just like, I lit up. Yeah, I bet. I'm just like, I I I don't want to take credit for it. But it's just like you were there partially, so yeah, yeah, take some, yeah. And it it was I came with the idea, sure, but I wasn't the one that came with the idea. But it was the fans that came through and they donated, and 
it's only five dollars and thirteen cents. Yeah, it's like so many people can spare that, and it's a small <clears throat> gesture from literally hundreds of fans. Yeah, turned into like now, like Hayden Hurst feels welcome as a bangle, and the cause is great, dude. Absolutely, it's like mental health awareness for um, young adults, adolescents, military veterans, and shit like that. Uh, we'll put a link in the uh, episode subscription where you can donate as well. Yeah. But like when that got press, like when the foundation tweeted about it, when Hayden Hurst tweeted about it, it got even more press. So now even more fans are like, I want to get on this too. Yeah, so, it's, it's fucking fantastic to see. It was, it was very fun to watch happen. Yeah. And it was just one thing, <laughs> just kind of like a ripple effect and shit. And no, nah, it was super cool. And because like Andy Dalton had that $17 um, thing from the Bills where people were like, I'm going to donate $1 for every year the Bills didn't make the playoffs. So I'm like, I kind of want to do a similar thing for Hayden Hurst where it's like you donate 513 to his foundation and it's just like, man. <laughs> it really caught traction and ran. It, I mean. it did. And it was fucking awesome to watch. And now like, his not just Hayden, but I like I hope his entire family is just like wow, this community is super fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm certain that that dude's gonna <clears throat> have a little bit more oomph. Yeah, and what he does because of that kind of reception. Yeah, and the fact that he played for a team that just made the Super Bowl, he fits into the offense. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's just like now it's just like even Hayden had to be like, I'd love to get him on the pod. I'll yeah, try to. That'd be awesome. I'll I'll try to reach out. I I sent a message. I found his mom on Facebook because like through the foundation. No, it was through the foundation. <laughs> Fuck not, off. Not what I thought you were about to say. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I reached out and haven't heard back. But um, so I'm actually gonna give a little plug early. So I, I put on Twitter like that I came up with the idea for the five one three thing. And if you don't believe me, I have receipts. I have screenshots. <laughs> I can assure you, it was the first place I saw it. And yeah. I'm, in every fucking group you can be in. Yeah. But I actually, um, I swear to God, um, a reporter for WLWT reached out to me nice. on Twitter. And she's like, hey, this is a super cool story. I'd, like, I'd love to interview. And I'm like, are you talking to me or are you talking to Hayden Hurst? I'm just, and I was just like, gave you a follow. Love to talk. And she DM'd me and we've been talking for like the last day or so. And... I uh, we were supposed to, it was supposed to be today, but the reporter was like, "No, nah, I'm like I'm at a house fire. I'm like at a f- house fire right now." The way she worded it was like really the fact that she was like desensitized by a house fire. Yeah, she was like, um, um, I was like, my lunch is actually twelve twelve thirty. Could that possibly work for you? She's like, "Hey, Alex, I'll let you know. I'm at a fail fire right now. <laughs> I'm at a fatal fire right now." Yeah, yeah. she's like, "Ah, oh, I'm just." Uh, she said like she was a coffee. Yeah, I got yeah. the coffee right now. No, nah, I'm at a fatal fire right now. I'll be with you pretty soon. <laughs> the way she worded that was just so interesting to me. Yeah, that's a that's that's just a fun message to get. Yeah, <laughs> and that sounds awful to say about it. No, she said I'm at a fail fatal fire. R N. Yeah, <clears throat> just playing it off. I, I was. It's part of the dark sense of humor that I have. But I'm gonna be uh, interviewed tomorrow. I'm gonna I'm gonna be at sick one tomorrow. And I'm, I told him like I reached out. I'm like I'm gonna be at. Sycamore, I'm free from 12 to 12.30, so come on up, and it's going to be like a little on-camera interview. Perfect. She said it's going to be like five minutes. And That's awesome. I literally have like notes prepared, and 
A headline that said, don't say fuck on live television. Good, good plan. But, nah, it's a super cool thing. So, Bengals fans, thank you for taking off. Uh, if you want to continue to donate, if you want to donate fucking $5,000, uh, you can, um, there's a link. There's going to be a link in the bio of the episode. So, continue to do that. Uh, this is a cool, it's, it's a super cool thing that happened. Absolutely. And I'm thrilled that it happened. But now, Lloyd... Ready? You ready to get in some predictions and bullshit? Sure. About what? Uh, I was going to talk more comedy. I actually forgot to say I watched because um, the whole Foxworthy special became a meme. Do you see that at all? No. Jeff Foxworthy had a joke about how like it was a boomer participation trophy joke. He's like, I played sports back when um, if you wanted a trophy, you had to come in first place. Which, cool, Jeff. Yeah. I rolled I mean, Foxworthy to me is like he's the first comic I remember watching. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I was like eleven or twelve. So the dude can write a joke, I'll give him that, but that's about all I got. Yeah. It was a very I mean, I, I watched his special, it was a very they that t- that joke was like kind of cherry picked out of there. He did have that he didn't expand on participation. It was literally one line. Yeah. It was kind of cherry picked out of there. Some of the special was very funny, but a lot of it was like the special was called the good old days. And he said, a lot of this stuff happened in the good old days. He said that phrase a lot. Uh, yeah. I'm, couldn't be less interested. It was funny. <clears throat> there were, there were parts where I like genuinely laughed at, but there were some data jokes in there and well, earthquake just put out a special that I'm way more interested. Oh, in. I loved earthquake special. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. Um, oh, he it ruled. Yeah, I'm holding off on um, Tomlinson's special because um, <clears throat> the girl, the girl Tori, I used, we we dated a while back and we're kind of hanging out again. That's why I say she's my question mark. I get it, but we're we're planning on watching it together because we just saw her on Saturday, and then we were like, is her hour that she did at the ta- or at the Taft is that going to be the same as her special? And the rap top, she's like. This is completely different. We literally high fived. <laughs> like, nice, yes. but no, I'm excited to watch Tomlinson special. Earthquake special is great. What other ones should I watch? I think most of the other ones that I would go off right off the top of my head, you you know. Yeah. Yeah, I, there's not been much like recently that. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We got a we got a little bit of time to. Figure out some specials to watch. Uh oh. Um oh. have you seen Lee Kimbrell, Mike I and Molly? Did. I uh busted his balls a little bit. I said he went from the fridge to yeah, the TV. Yeah, dude. I still have Lee's mugshot on my fridge. And I <laughs> so I posted a picture of that and then a picture of him on my TV. Yeah, dude. That's that's super cool that Lee got to do that. I <clears throat> I downloaded Tubi completely free to watch. Tubi is completely free. There's no catch. Just download Tubi. Watch Lee Kimbrell's Mike and Molly special. It's crazy that Lee's low point. I, I hate to say low point because I I love the dude. Oh yeah, I'm gonna see him in a half hour. Good. Um, it's crazy that his low point was a time where he had hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just uh, it was too good of a no uh, thing completely, to pass out. No, yeah. completely good opportunity, and, and Lee embraced it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
No, Lee's just he's such a good dude. Yeah, man. that was that was fucking fantastic. It literally I wore I had a smile the whole time. <laughs> that fucking rules. Watch Lee's special. Uh his buddy Rocky Dale Davis just recorded a special. Yeah. I've heard YouTube. It might be a YouTube special. It might give Go Bananas press. Because they have the Go Bananas, like, because it was recorded at Go Bananas. Yeah, yeah. And they have the Go Bananas logo in the background and shit. So watch Rocky Dale's new special. Uh, Blake recorded a special, Blake Hammond. Yeah, we was there. We Oh, how'd he do? Crushed. Dude. dude as he <clears throat> does. At the end, he just started throwing stuff out and he couldn't miss. It was fantastic. That. He, he <sighs> like, he was just kind of like, well, I didn't do this at the last. You know, at the, at the other taping, blah, blah, blah. And everything he threw out just fucking murdered in that room. That's what he does. It's crazy that, like, Blake's <laughs> throwaway bits. That's what infuriates me about Blake a little bit. It's like the bits that he forgets about, and the bitch is like, oh, that's trash. It's better than, like, 90% of the stuff that most comics write. Yeah. He's insane. It's It gets so fucking funny. He's going to be a headliner. Uh, yeah, without doubt. He's gonna. He's already working the road. Yeah, he, I mean, I, I have zero doubts that that guy's. He's gonna got be everything that's needed. Give it two years. Yeah, he's gonna be insanely good. I mean, he's already insanely good. Yeah, but he's gonna be. He's known <clears throat> for how good he. Is. He already is. Yeah, I'm saying other people are gonna know. Like, like I was told that um, Blake and Lee actually coincidence <clears throat> we both brought them up. Um, they are going to Denver. And Elliot, the booker at, or the new talent night booker comedy works. I'm like, he's like, if you have a guy you want to send over, let me know. And I'm just like, I, I feel like to him, I'm still like kind of a new comic, but I'm also like out of town. Yeah. Like I luckily got Ben Roy to give me a good word. And Ben Roy's never seen me a day in his life. Nice. But I, I did well in that room. And then I'm just like, Blake and Lee are coming. These, I'm, I'm I messaged Elliot, like a lengthy message. Like these are two guys that will, are good dudes. They're great comics. They will. De- I mean, I will fly to Denver just to watch Blake murder at Comedy Works. Absolutely. It. That's how good Blake is. I just want to see him annihilate in that room. I, no doubt. But shout out to Blake and Lee and Lee too. Yeah, yeah. Lee will Absolutely. crush. But shout out to those dudes. Um, that was, a fun, that was a fun episode. Yeah, it was. We kind of uh, got a <clears throat> last one was a little rusty. This one got off the ground a little bit, but we're feeling good. This will be a fun listen. It'll come out tomorrow or today when when you're listening. But Lloyd, uh, you got the bastard sermon as always. Yeah, uh, bastard sermon. Uh, any other plugs? Uh, no, check us out on YouTube. Like, oh, uh, that's we've right. Been recording and and putting everything up on youtube now as well i so, see luke's starting to do some sets yeah luke just did his uh his third set over chameleon the other night how do you do he did good good did really good <laughs> i loved cody's thing that he put on facebook today yeah keep was... fucking my wife's mouth yeah that's <clears throat> that's on the bachelor sermon youtube as well oh perfect so the internet never fails yeah the internet's undefeated that's what we always say um any other bugs no, that's uh let's see here. Uh Wednesday uh the thirtieth, I will be at Go Bananas. I'll be doing a spot on the Pro Am. May eleventh, I'm in the funniest person in Cincinnati contest, going up against some funny people. Um I'm a semi pro this year, like I have been for the past 
several years. Uh, I'm going up against Giles Chickering, who's super funny. A few other dudes I haven't really heard of. I'm going to have to bring bring some pretty good material. Do it. But who are we going to say fuck you to this year? Um, Bart Scott. Bart. Even though he he did say the Bengals would like be one of the top AFC teams. Yeah. Can we say fuck you anyway? Yeah. Hey, Lloyd. Alex. I think we have one thing left to say. Fuck you, Bart Scott. We like the Bengals. Wow, man. Fuck you. We like the Bengals.